0: Save your seat now at grow an email list.com. That's grow an email list.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 265. In marketing, consistency is what is going to determine if you're successful or not. It's not that you have to have a presence in all the places doing all the things. It's that you have to create consistency in your life. Like I teach my students to pick a lane, commit to it, and follow through. Did you promise yourself and your followers that you blog every Friday? Do it. Do you hate Facebook and prefer Instagram? Serve your people there instead. Wanting to drive more sales but struggling to know what to send? Well, then listen up. These promises that we make ourselves in our businesses are easy to break when life and that to-do list gets super hectic. Now today's episode is all about email marketing because it is truly the most impactful and reliable way that we can reach our audience. And I wouldn't tell you this if I didn't believe that it should be on your short list of places that you are going to commit to showing up consistently for your business. Maybe you've listened to my advice and you started an email list, but you're struggling with the consistency part. Maybe it's been at the bottom of your to-do list for the last two years that I've talked about it. Maybe you're doing it, but you're not quite sure you're doing it right. Let's talk about it today. I will link to it in the show notes, some of the best tips that I have for creating consistency, like batch working and coming up with ideas about what to write and how to help with this, where to get started on an email list. They're all going to be linked for you today at jennacutcherblog.com slash nurture. But listen to this episode first, because I'm going to be teaching you about another way to harness the power of email marketing, the nurture sequence. In today's episode, we're going to cover what a nurture sequence is, how to write your first one, the most important things to include in it, what to say in each and every email, and why nurture sequences work. If you're panicking, take a deep breath. I've got you. Today is a training in email lists. And guess what? You're signed up.
1: If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. So what is
0: a nurture sequence? Let's talk about nurturing, right? I'm thinking in terms of a baby because that's really my life right now, but nurturing means to care for or encourage growth and development. It's easy to think about nurturing when we think about being a parent or taking care of a pet, right? But how does that look with something like an email list? Well, let me give you the formal definition of what a nurture sequence is, and then I'll break it down for you in way simpler terms. A nurture sequence, also referred to at times as a funnel is the process of converting traffic with a lead magnet or some sort of freebie, and then using automation in your email marketing platform to deliver a series of emails that starts with delivering the item that they signed up for and then follows up with related content sent in a series of emails over a period of time. That was a mouthful, right? Like, whoa, hold on. Here it is simplified. Basically, When someone raises their hand and says they want to learn more about you, receive your emails, or maybe they signed up for a free offer or promo code that you have, the nurture sequence is essentially what comes next. Now, a lot of people understand the term welcome sequence, so if that makes more sense to you, insert the word welcome when I say the word nurture. This sequence is typically three to five emails sent throughout an extended period of time, when most people are most interested in hearing from you, and it allows for you to, quote, nurture them and serve them, help them grow and care for them while serving them, since they are a new member to your audience. Now it gets its name because we are essentially nurturing a new lead or a new person and taking them along the path from being a stranger to someone who ultimately will be served by and potentially pay for our products or services as a customer or client. So why is a nurture sequence important? 50% of leads or people on your email list are not ready to buy when they initially come into contact with you. They basically just want more information. They want to know why it's worth reading emails from you and who the heck you are. People do not buy from businesses that they don't know and trust, and it's on us to give them the information that they need to ultimately decide if they're going to become a customer of ours. I like to think of a new email subscriber as someone I've just met at a party. They've likely gotten the gist of what I'm about and what I do for my website, and they have chosen to hit the sign up or subscribe button, which means they probably want to learn more. Think about this new person who is excited to hear more from you. How can you introduce yourself, meet them where they're at, share about your products and your services in a way that will serve them and tell them more about your business? How can you set expectations and identify ways for them to dig a little deeper into the content you've created? So why does a nurture sequence work? Let's start talking about something called open rates. I mean, what good are writing these emails if no one is actually reading them, right? Well, your open rate is a percentage of how many people open the email you just sent out to your list. It makes sense, right? So back to open rates, yours are going to be the highest when someone first raises their hand to say that they want to hear from you. Like they're excited to hear from you and thus they are more likely to open what it is you're sending. You're fresh on their mind. They're interested in what you have to say. And we need to capitalize on this very simple fact. Think about this. What is the point of making a high quality lead magnet or freebie or free offer that attracts someone to your business if we aren't going to take this next step and actually serve them beyond that first interaction? Far too often, businesses are missing this huge opportunity. If we're going to take the time to establish an email marketing plan and to create content to attract our audience, then we have to have a plan on how we will continue nurturing them throughout the entire process. Simply starting an email list, it's not enough. I wish it was, but it's not. Simply getting people to sign up once isn't really gonna move the needle for you. We have to make a plan on how we can serve each and every single person through automation, amazing, beyond that initial sign-up process, and we have to earn a spot in their inbox so that we are engaging our people and showing them that, hey, we're worth listening to, and we have more for them than just what they initially signed up for. Think about it. We can do this through automation. So, if you're hearing all of this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have to send out these timed emails, and oh my gosh, once somebody signs up, then I need to hit them with this and this and this. Keyword automation, guys. We can set this up intentionally once and then know that every time someone signs up, they are being loved on and served. If you recently heard my coaching session with Meg in episode 252, I share how you can create your own funnel or sequence without actually adding any more work to your plate. And I share how I created this major funnel. It's six months long, it's a super long sequence. So if you're curious about how I did this in my business and the steps and the tips that I taught to Meg, one of my students, Head back to that episode after the show and listen in to one of my best pieces of advice that I've never shared before. Episode 252, go back there, coaching session with Meg Wheeler. Now, showing up in inboxes with a purpose and serving and sharing and educating my list, like, yes, that is so important to me. And so creating a nurture sequence has been one of the top priorities in my business over the last few years. When I was preparing for my maternity leave, my team and I mapped out an entire series of emails that cycled through serving my audience and sharing extra resources with them on the topic that they needed help on, and then inviting them to learn about a program or a product that I've created that's aligned with their goals so that I can help them get to where they want to go faster and easier. So I basically set it up intentionally and focused on serving, 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 invite to a paid resource or tool, then back to serving, 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 invite to a paid resource or tool, and so on. But you don't have to start that complicated. It's actually super simple. Even a simple nurture sequence is going to get you really big results. Now for me, I knew I wanted to care for people well. I wanted to have a plan for months on end so that I knew every time somebody signed up, they were hearing from me and learning about what I do and how I can help them. And so that they have resources available to them so that when they get to the end of my sequence, they can say, this is who Jenna is. This is what she has for me. These are resources I've gotten access to in order to learn more And then they kind of like graduate to my regular weekly communications because they know what I have out there for them. And they hopefully trust me and know that I can help them when they are ready or when they get to that next phase of their dream chasing or their business building. So essentially I wanted to figure out a way so that anytime someone was new to my brand or email list or to my business, they were getting served so well that at the end of whatever period that looks like, they could say, this is who Jenna is. This is why I open her emails. This is what she served me with. And when I'm ready, she has this program or this product ready for me to help me get to where I want to go faster. Now, once we got this all set up, it was like the coolest thing ever, because when I actually got sick really early in my pregnancy, One thing I did not have to worry about was if my people were being served because it was happening automatically. We had set it up intentionally. It was running while I was resting. I had done the work to help them with where they needed the help most. And then I knew that my offers were being presented and that was happening whether I was working behind my computer or whether I was sick in bed. And while I was on maternity leave, it continued to run. And guess what? My business is thriving without having me being tied to my computer day in and day out because I just mapped out some time, took that time to intentionally decide the path that I would take every single new subscriber on, mapped out every single email, wrote it, and then set it up in automation. So maybe when I'm talking about this, it's overwhelming. Maybe for you, it's just a series of three to five emails and maybe then you can put this system into place and, and you can do this really easily. I'll actually walk you through the three emails that you should have in automation right now. Because I want that kind of freedom for you, not only because it's going to be profitable for your business, but it allows you to take control of your time as well. And you know me, time is the most important commodity that we have. Now, inside of my email list building course, I give my students a welcome sequence template that shows the goal of each email and when you should deliver them and how to introduce yourself and how to share your products or your services and to take the guesswork out of this part of it, of having a sequence or a funnel. And I want to teach them how to work smarter and not harder and give them the exact tools to do that because when you do that, it allows you to create these passive systems in your business, things that can run while you're rest but that's not just for my students. I want this for you too, because once you have this set up, you can serve 10 people exactly the same way as you can serve 10,000. It's crazy, right? Like you can set it up once intentionally and have it be working for you every single day. And I think so often entrepreneurs get caught up in this rat race of creation, 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 where you're not even creating strategically anymore. You're not even thinking about the path you're taking people on, it's like becoming this to-do list of like, well, I got to send an email out to my list this week, but we're not actually thinking strategically about how those emails are going out. We're creating content that lives and dies, whether it's opened or not. And I think we have to start creating a lot smarter. So let's break down all of the pieces needed for your very first nurture sequence. we have to have people visiting your site or, or looking at your social media account. So you need to have eyes on what you're doing in order to gain that initial traction. Now next, you need a lead magnet. Now a lead magnet is also a freebie or an opt-in. It's free content or a coupon code that you create that people will exchange their email address for in order to sign up for your email list and receive whatever offer you have. Next is a landing page. Now, this is the page that either has a sign-up form, either fancy or just generic, and it's connected to your email marketing service provider. It can literally just be a sign-up form, or it could be like a more detailed, almost like a sales page for your free offer and be a place that someone can enter their information in in order to receive it. Think of a landing page as like the URL that you will point people to in order to take advantage of whatever your freebie is. Now, I want to stress something here. I think a lot of times people make the mistake of just having a newsletter, like a pop-up on their blog or a little tiny spot at the bottom of their website that says, sign up for my newsletter. I don't know a single person that really genuinely wants to sign up for newsletters unless they're like your mom. So I really want to encourage you to really think about your lead magnet or that freebie. And And make it something exciting. Make it something that is worth trading an email address for. You have to earn your right to reach out to these people and to land in their inbox. And so I want to encourage you, if you're thinking, well, Jenna, I have a newsletter sign up, but like nobody's signing up. Well, duh, we already have inbox overwhelm. I'm not going to just sign up for some generic newsletter that I don't know if it's going to come daily or weekly or monthly or only when someone has something to sell. But I will trade my email address for something valuable, whether it's a training or a free resource or a coupon code, right? So I just want to stress the importance of that. Don't just think having a newsletter sign-up is enough. I want you to challenge yourself and say, what is something of value that I can put out there that is going to be worth somebody giving me their email address? So once you have those three things taken care of, traffic, lead magnet, and landing page, you're going to start to think about, create, and set up your email nurture sequence, which is basically a series of emails that are delivered after someone signs up for your email list. Now, the framework of a nurture sequence is this. How can we get all of these things to work together, right? When someone arrives at your site and enters in their contact information on your landing page or your little simple sign-up form to receive your freebie, then they are automatically put on a list with your email marketing service provider. So there are a bunch of those. There's MailChimp, there's ConvertKit, there's ClickFunnels, there's Infusionsoft, whatever it is that you're using. Now, once they are on this list, they are set in a campaign that is first going to deliver your freebie, that thing that they just signed up for. You want to make sure that they get this first. So if somebody opted in to get 10% off in your shop, that needs to get to them first. If they signed up to get your free guide about Instagram, that needs to be delivered to them first. And your email marketing service provider is going to check and they can see if this is either a brand new subscriber, awesome, or somebody who's already on your list who just signed up for a new resource. Now, if they are an existing subscriber and already on your list, they'll simply just be sent the freebie as a one-time email. So Don't worry that every single time someone signs up for something, they're going to be sent your same welcome sequence. You can easily set rules inside of whatever mail provider you're using so that every new subscriber only gets your sequence once. So I get asked a lot of times, like, Jenny, you have like 50 different freebies. I mean, I think we have more than that. But does every single person then get that same response, that same welcome sequence every time they opt in? No. Your email service provider is way smarter than you think. So you can set up a rule and say, this only gets pushed out to brand new people so that you're not worried that if somebody signs up for two of your offers, they're going to get those same emails twice, right? Now... We also love a program called Lead Pages. It's a site that can help you create landing pages, and they've been tested for high conversion rates. And that basically means that they have designs of pages that have been tested to make sure that once people land on them, they take action and sign up for whatever your offer is. And you can just simply drag and drop and customize them with your content and your branding. There's so much that goes into the science of why people take action and why they don't. And so taking the guesswork out of this part can be extremely worthwhile. Lead pages is more of an intermediate thing, it's not a requirement. So start simple, get fancy later. Start with just a simple sign up form that says, Sign up for my free grocery shopping list or my free at home workout or 10% off, and literally just have name and email. And that's all they have to do in order to sign up. But once you get A little bit more fancy, things like lead pages can help ensure that when somebody lands on that sign-up form, they are more likely to take action and join your list. Now, here are some examples and types of sequences you could use in your business to nurture your subscribers. There's a welcome sequence, which is basically introducing a new subscriber to you, your business, your resources, and finding out how you can serve them better. You could do some sort of challenge, like a series of tasks generally completed by a group, which is automatically delivered in email form. So I have like a five-day Instagram challenge where people get five days of emails with different pieces of the challenge delivered daily. You could do some sort of teaching, so a series of related emails building on each other And teaching on a specific topic. So this would be best if a topic is kind of in depth and it has many moving parts. And so it's best delivered over multiple emails that are broken up in order to teach it slowly and intentionally and for people to take action. You can also do pre-launch nurture sequences. So this could be a series of emails leading up to a live launch. So serving, building anticipation, getting momentum started, and then you'll eventually sell to your list when that launch comes. So a pre-launch sequence is just something that's kind of building up that anticipation, getting people excited and ready for when you finally launch. You can also use the art of storytelling. So you can storytell through a series of emails to help people feel understood and to relate to you and to learn more about you before you go about promoting a signature offer. There's also something called Evergreen Sequences, which is basically a series that would run to an automated product or a course. So something that is always running, it's not a timely thing, it's something that makes sense whether it's shared today or six months from now or a year from now. You set it up so that it can always be running. You could also do an upsell sequence. So you could target past clients with a related product or service to upsell them something new or something extra. You can do a transactional sequence, guiding a new purchaser through using your product or service when they are brand new to ensure that they have a positive experience. So we do sequences whenever somebody buys a course so that we deliver them results. We say, here's how to log in. Here's how to take advantage. Here's how to implement to keep them on path. So transactional sequences are really brilliant, especially if you have a product, to show people how to use it, to encourage them to share that product, to get the best results And then lastly, if you're listening to this and you haven't sent an email to your list in a while, you can do a re-engagement sequence, which is a series of emails targeted at people on your list who haven't engaged with you in a while. So whether they haven't opened your emails in a while or you haven't sent an email in a while, you can do a re-engagement campaign, which is amazing. So now that you know what a nurture sequence is, what it means, the different kinds of them, Here are some ideas of what to say in a nurture sequence. Think about a new person who's super excited to hear more about you. If it helps, actually like envision a real person or a past client and when they were brand new. Your nurture sequence is just that, created to help someone develop or grow, to feel loved on essentially. So when you imagine a stranger timidly putting out their hand to hear more from you, it is your job to reach back and put them at ease. How can you introduce yourself in your business? How can you set expectations and identify next steps to allow them to dig just a little bit deeper? Here are some different topic ideas to get you started. You can deliver your freebie, explain it, how to use it, etc. Then you could maybe share a little bit about your story, how you got started, what you do. You could include a shortened version of your bio so that they like feel like they actually understand you. You could share with them where they can find you online. So connect with them on different platforms, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever that looks like. You could invite this new subscriber to check out a popular blog post you wrote. You can also set expectations for future communications. How often are they going to hear from you? How much are they going to be served by you? What can they expect from you next? You can give them insight into what type of content you're going to be sharing. So what topics are you going to cover? What's coming up for you? What should they get excited for? You can share with them any promotions or events that are coming up to keep their eyes out. So almost like a pre-launch and you can set expectations on what being a part of your email list really means. How will you serve them? How will they be connected with? What are additional ways that they can hear from you? There are so many things you can include when you start the conversation with someone, but I also want to share a few tips on how to make sure you set it up right if you are just starting, because there is. Nothing worse than wishing you could have a do-over, right? So you want to, these are two very important tips, okay? Make sure that you separate people based on their interest. So think about it. Let's use Drew's health coaching business as an example. He had two freebies to start out with. He had no fancy landing pages. He just sent people to the sign-up form. One was a grocery list and a meal prep list. And the other one was a home workout guide. Now you want to segment people right from the start by asking them what topics they'd like to hear about from you and which ones they don't. So you need to know what emails to send to whom so that you're reaching people on exactly what they want. So right away from the beginning, I was like, babe, we have to have two segments. I know it's just so tempting to have one overall email list But you wanna make sure the next time you post a recipe, it's going to the people who signed up for your food prep list. And the next time you test out a different type of equipment it's going to the workout people. And sure, they can overlap and they can maybe want both of them. But if you don't start with segmenting, you're gonna wish you did. And I see this so often with, let's say photography. I had a separate list for my clients and a separate list for photographers that I was teaching. Because guess what? that information does not overlap. It should not overlap. And so you want to make sure if you are just starting out to segment your list, it's really not that hard. I want for you to know that you can do this. And Hey, if you're listening to this and you're like, dang it, I wish I would have done that. You can send out an email or two or three asking people to segment themselves. So you can make a, Hey, just let me know which one you want to hear more about and have different topics, and have when they click on something, it puts them into a different segment. So you're not out of luck if you haven't done it, but I'm telling you, if you can do it right from the beginning, you're going to be so, so thankful. Now here's the other tip. You can use your welcome sequence as an opportunity to survey your new audience by giving them just a simple one question to answer, or through encouraging them to hit reply and engage in a conversation with you. So you could say like, Hey, I actually want to hear more about you. Just hit reply to this email. It'll come right to my inbox. I can't wait to learn more. Or, hey, I'm working on this new thing and I want to know what you need the most help with. Like, use those initial emails as a way to connect with people because if you can get that personal touch point with them, they are going to turn from just a follower or a subscriber to like a raving fan. Like, you gave them your time and that makes a huge difference. So, Here are a few nurture sequence best practices that you can keep in mind. I want for you to think about writing your email like you'd speak to a friend over coffee. You want these to come off personal and relatable and well, like you're like explaining something in person. A lot of times when we think about sending mass emails, we start saying, hey, you guys, instead of just talking to one person. So when you write it, imagine just one person in front of you and talking to them like you would a friend. Second one is your subject line. It is important. Be clear about what your email is about and think about how to get them to click through. Don't forget to include a way for them to learn more or to take action in some way, having links so that you can always track engagement. And then lastly, always have a way for people to unsubscribe. If it's not the right fit for them, you don't want them on your email list anyways, and it's the law. So most of the email service providers have that for you at the bottom of the email, click to unsubscribe, make sure that that is part of it. Now let's look at a nurture sequence in action. I'm going to walk you through an example from earlier in my business where there was just a three-part email series welcoming new subscribers. So if you're hearing about my six-month-long funnel and it's making your head spin, let me just give you a simple three-part series that you can set up today. Now, let me just preface this and say, if you are ready to start an email list, if you're listening to this and you're like, I know I need to do this, I just don't have the tools I want to encourage you go to grow email list.com. This is my top training. It leads you to my top program, all about having an email list and a list to launch to. Trust me when I say that this program goes step by step through the entire process from strategy to implementation to analysis. This is the best program that we've created. So if you're listening to the, all of this and you're like, I need more help, I need more tips this is overwhelming or this is exciting, go to growanemailist.com I have a free training all about the how-to of email list: what to say, when to send it, how to say it, all of that. But I want to tell you my program, oh my gosh, it will walk you through all of this so in depth, so clearly. So growanemailist.com Check it out if this is something that you're like, I need to just finally take action on this. Because guess what? You probably do. So here is email number one. Now inside my course, we go through this way more in depth, but I'm gonna give you email one, two, and three so you can create your very first three-part email sequence today. Email one is the goal. Briefly introduce people to you or your brand and deliver that freebie. So get them to take action and follow you somewhere else online. Start by celebrating and thanking them for their trust and what it means to you that they've now joined your tribe. Include your freebie and a little information about it, or let them know that it's on its way in a separate email. And then write a few intentional sentences that show them that you truly understand them and the challenges that they are facing. Like you have created solutions, so speak to them in a way that helps them to understand, like, yes, this person is going to help me. You can briefly introduce who you are and what you do and your offers, and have fun with this. Like, this is supposed to be fun and then end with, over the next few days, I will be, and then fill in the blank with what you plan to cover for the rest of your series. Now remember, people are more engaged for this email than they will ever be, so getting them to take action now is super important. Now email number two, the goal is to dive deeper into your story with your values. So you want to motivate and inspire, invite feedback, touch on why you do what you do, and who you do it for, and Storytelling works amazingly here. Tell your brand story. What makes you different or unique? What is your secret sauce that your competitors don't have? Invite them to actually reply to that email and engage with a question. End letting them know that you have one more email left for them and hint that it is full of goodies made just for them and link to other places that they can follow you online if that makes sense here. Now, email number three, the goal of this one, is to build trust and provide unexpected value and end your time together by setting expectations. So solve a problem that they signed up to follow you for. Segment to better serve them by asking questions. Thank them for spending this time with you. Include links to some of your top blog posts or resources. Try to cover a variety of topics so everyone can find something they'd be interested in clicking through to read more. Let them know from here on out they'll be receiving your regularly scheduled emails. And make sure before you leave them in this series that they know what to expect from you next. How often? What days can they expect to hear from you? Write a sentence about what type of content you plan on sharing. This is also an awesome place to segment and offer them choices on the topics that you will cover in the future. If it makes sense to you and you want to go more complex, here's what that can look like. The ultimate goal would be for you to have a separate nurture sequence for each type of product or for each audience that you have in your business, along with just a general welcome series for people who opt in from a general sign up form on your website. The same content isn't going to resonate with everyone. So there are going to be similarities that you can tweak for each different audience type in most cases, but you want to make sure that if you're going to get real serious about this, you want to make sure that you are serving each audience exactly where they're at. And that's going to mean that you're going to have multiple nurture sequences. Now, before you can write out these sequences, you have to be crystal clear on who you are trying to attract. You can almost like create different personas or profiles for each of your audiences, write down their unique needs and and what they're struggling with. What are their goals? Are there certain types of topics that they're interested in? And then next, make a list of your current content that they would be interested in and start to build out the three emails I walked you through a couple of minutes ago for each set of people. So for Drew, he had two separate nurture sequences. One was for the people that needed more help with nutrition. One is for the people that needed more help with workouts. We were able to speak way more specifically to each audience. We were able to serve them extra resources on the topic that they were most excited about, most prone to take action on. So for example, for me, we cycle through about 10 of my top freebies in terms of promoting them, whether that's in a blog post, a pop-up, talking about them in a podcast or linking to them on Facebook or Instagram. And then we drive traffic to those specific pages and sign-up forms. There are roughly three freebies or resources for every single course that I offer because I realize that people are going to want different resources that will ultimately lead them to the programs that I teach. So we have a nurture sequence for the Instagram lab that someone would receive if they signed up for any of my Instagram related freebies, like five secrets to grow your following or hashtags for dummies or captions that convert. We have a nurture sequence for my list to launch lab, my email list building course for anyone that signs up for any of my free email resources. We have a lot of them. Like if you're curious what those look like, you don't even have to sign up. Just go look at jkemaillist.com and you can kind of see what I'm talking about, how I created multiple resources that all ultimately guide to the same step of action, which is growing your email list. We have a sequence for each main topic, whether it's Pinterest or photography or Instagram or email, and we know who needs what so that we can do a better job of serving our people with what they need right away. Like, see how this can get really complex really fast? I want for you to start small and work your way up as you start to understand and see the strategy in action. Now, finally, I have one more general welcome series for people who sign up for freebies like my secret sauce quiz, which is the general opt-in on my homepage. Now this welcome series is more elaborate and it starts with introducing them to me and my business. And then it cycles through the different areas I teach on. It's also specific to their needs based on their answers. So if they told me that they were new to business, there's a separate welcome series for them. Than if they answered in a way that told me they were a more seasoned entrepreneur, like I told you guys, I don't mess around with this. Like I have so many different series because I care so deeply about reaching people exactly where they're at and connecting them to the right tools and resources, whether they're paid or unpaid. Now, this strategy allows us to segment our list and to serve them in a way that is so in tune with their needs and what they need help on. And the goal is basically to get them saying, how is she in my head right now? Like, how does she know exactly what I need? And then provide the solutions for exactly what it is that they need right now. Now, my team and I were working on nurture sequences that take people on a journey. So if they bought something in my shop, we're thinking through what would be the next step for them? How can we serve them on that topic? How can we provide free guidance before ever pitching another product that will help them at that next stage? But the bottom line is this, any nurture sequence is better than no nurture sequence at all. So don't miss a huge opportunity. And just get your best email written and set up today, knowing that you can always tweak it later. Guys, done is better than perfect. Start with one welcome email, then expand it to a three-part email. Make mini nurture sequences, then longer ones for all of your offerings. Refine and perfect them later, but make sure to take action now. So we have a few final steps to take. What timeline should you follow for your nurture sequence? Often knowing the length of your campaign will determine how many emails you need to write. So a rule of thumb would be the higher the price point of whatever you're selling, the longer it may take for someone to go through the sales funnel or that sequence and be ready to purchase from you. I've seen successful week-long campaigns that work well and ones that take months to get to the offer. And some of this is going to be determined by testing and getting to know your audience and what works best for your business. So a few examples for my business, we have a seven day Instagram challenge drip of daily emails, and then we invite them into a webinar where I connect them with my Instagram program or a three part mini sequence email. So email one, I deliver a freebie email two, I give them a quick win and link to additional free resources on the topic and email three, I do a call to action, inviting them to a webinar or training And it's basically saying, we know you're interested in this topic. We also have this great free resource that might help you further. A rule of thumb here is try not to email every single day unless it's a daily challenge and the person signing up is expecting that. Be aware of when emails are going to be sent and try to avoid sending emails on weekends if you can because open rates are dramatically lower during that time. Now, another statistic for you if this hasn't convinced you yet is that if a subscriber has opened the initial welcome email from you, they are 40% more likely to read the next emails from you over the next 180 days. So it is imperative that we keep this high open rate going, that we focus on this. Now, you might be thinking, well, what happens after someone has opted in and received that nurture sequence? One thing to note is that the goal of each nurture sequence might not end in a paid offer. The goal might just be to serve and introduce them and and get them to take some other action, like sign up for a webinar that ultimately pitches your product. Or maybe it's just to pique their interest so that they stay on your general newsletter so that when you do have something to sell in the future, they're going to be ready. Think through your goal for each campaign and then end with some sort of call to action that will help you gauge the success of that campaign. Once a subscriber has made their way through your nurture sequence, they should be moved to your general newsletter list to receive just your general emails with current updates and offerings in your business. This step is completed differently depending on what email marketing service provider you use, but a lot of them have amazing tutorials on how to actually accomplish this. So You can say when a new subscriber signs up, they go through this three, five, six-part sequence. After that sequence, they get dropped into our general email list where we just reach out to them once a week or once a month with our regular newsletters. Now, don't miss this step. It's pretty awesome to do this work and to set up a nurture sequence, but it's really important to evaluate your campaigns often. You don't want to just let it ride and watch the sales come in. You have to go back and take a look at how it's actually doing. When I first set this up in my business, I was super happy with the results we were getting and it would have been really easy for me to just let them continue, but we took the time to really look at the data and to make improvements and this extra effort was so worth it in terms of increasing sales. So take a look at where people are falling off, what emails are not opening, where they're unsubscribing, check out what links aren't getting clicked on and make tweaks, like evaluate which emails are actually moving the needle for you. So lastly, here are some common questions and barriers. Let's end this episode talking about why you maybe haven't done this yet for your own business and get over some roadblocks and mindset issues that are holding you back. Here are some of the objections and common questions I hear in my list to launch lab course and the things that we set out to teach so that they would not hold people back from creating an epic email list. The first one. Are the logistics too complicated? I see it time and time again. People think that this is a huge pain point. It's a barrier for them to write their nurture sequences. There are some really great email marketing service providers out there that have video trainings on how to set this up for your business. And I promise once you start, it's going to come together a lot easier than you think. My advice here is to start small with just a simple welcome series like three emails, the ones I walked you through over a course of a week, and you'll gain confidence after setting that up and be able to go deeper with your strategy and your nurture sequences from there. Next, maybe you don't have something to sell yet and you just don't understand the point of this. This is a time to be serving and testing your audience. Even if you don't have something to offer at the end of your sequence, you're building trust and credibility and gaining insight into what your audience would buy from you so that you can direct your business in a way that will make your offer more profitable. It is never, ever too early to start building an email list and to start nurturing your subscribers. Maybe you don't know what to create for a freebie or a lead magnet. I have an entire episode created just on this topic. It's episode 229, how to create the perfect offer for your audience. Go listen to that if you're like, I have no idea what my people want. And lastly, maybe you're worried that no one's going to sign up. This strategy is meant to have a long shelf life, meaning you're going to be promoting it and talking about it for a long time. I want for you to look at each and every single person that signs up as you finding your target audience and having an opportunity to serve the exact right person. Seeing the influence you have, even with just a small group of people and taking this responsibility seriously is going to help you gain momentum and grow over time. So if just five people sign up for your first offer and one of them is your mom, celebrate that. That's amazing. You get to pour in and serve five people. So there you have it, my friends. These are some of the most important emails you will write in your business. And I hope this episode helped make that process just a little bit easier for you. If you're still wanting to learn more, if you're curious about what I teach inside of my program, head to growanemailist.com. I have an awesome training. I walk you through everything. My program is my number one seller, my list to launch lab. Dang, it is so good. So if you need that extra help in getting this done, trust me when I say we designed that program to help you set up. Foster community, grow your email list, and get more sales. So that's waiting for you at growingemaillist.com. And lastly, I just want to encourage you, take just an hour to to intentionally create this mini sequence. Start with just three parts and expand from here, knowing the possibilities are endless, and trust that every time someone opts in, you are going to kick off their experience with emails that are going to make them so glad they signed up. I hope today's episode just encourages you to take action no matter what that action looks like because you are about to rock your email list in an entirely new way. Get out there and nurture the world, share your story, share your gifts and see the change. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goal and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast.